Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today I'm going to tell you three stories of my personal experience with divine intervention. Now before I get into that, I want to explain something. If you've been a listener to Discovering Spirit Within for a while, you'll notice that I often talk about my process. And if this is your first time listening, you will notice that I'm going to explain my process. And I do this for a couple of reasons. The first reason is because there seems to be an idea among some people that once you get on a spiritual path and start living from within that your problems will go away and that life is supposed to be all wonderful and rosy. And the truth is, is what a spiritual path does for you is give you tools to deal with this world. And so when I talk about my process, I'm not telling you this because of, oh, poor me. I'm telling you that here I am doing my thing and I run into obstacles too. Because the other part of this, the second part of this is that I think it's very important that people understand that as a spiritual teacher, I am still very much human and I don't have it all figured out either. I believe that spiritual teachers need to stay in integrity and not put themselves above or separate from other people. We might have more insights, we might have more training, we might have something that you don't have, but we're still human beings and we just simply have a different calling. And so I talk about my process to help everyone understand that we're all going through the same kinds of things. So the process for this particular podcast was pretty interesting because I tried to record it. Well, actually, I recorded it two days ago. I was on a tight deadline because I wanted to be able to have it ready to post on Wednesday. And as I was getting close to the end, I had at least 15 minutes recorded. I accidentally clicked on something. And when I tried to undo it, I lost all 15 minutes. And of course, this was 10 minutes before I had to be in another meeting. I actually sat down and cried for a moment. It was so frustrating because I don't want to let people down. So the next day, I sat down to record it again, and other things had come up. My husband had made some appointments that I didn't know about until the night before. So I recorded as much as I could before I could had to go out to these other things, and I just left it and thought, well, I can come back and I can try to sound the same way I did before. And then this morning I got up and I was taking a shower and it was like, let's just talk about something different. My intuition came in and said, let's talk about something that's, that's happy, that's light, that gives people a different perspective than the one that you were talking about. And the other one wasn't really grim, but it wasn't super cheerful either. When these intuitive hits come, I have learned to listen to them. And I can only accept that my telling these three stories might resonate with some of you. And so here it goes. I grew up in a small town in northern Arizona, and we got snow in the winter. And in this town, there was a very steep hill, and we called it High School Hill because the high school was at the top of the hill. It was also the very best place to go sledding whenever it snowed. When I was about 10 or 11, I know I was in sixth grade, my father got a, a big sled. It was like you could get two people on the sled. One day after school, I invited a friend, and I'll always remember her name, it was Janine, to go sledding with me. 
So we went over to the big hill and looked down. And what we saw was a bunch of cars parked along the left side of the road. And this was back in the, I hate to say it, but the late 50s. Back then, cars had big chrome bumpers. So that's one thing we saw. The other thing we saw was these little jumps that the high school kids had made. Now they came sledding at night and they would build these little things, the little berms and and so that it would make a jump for them. And I'm like, okay, I can avoid those. So we got on the sled and we started down and we were sitting up. Um, she was behind me and I was guiding with my feet. And one of those jumps came up and I wasn't able to avoid it and my foot slipped off the guide rail. The next thing I saw was a big crumb bumper coming straight at me. And I remember yelling to Janine to get off and I remember she rolled off and then I sat there and I watched myself get closer and closer to this bumper and then my knees came up in front of my face. I didn't think about it. I didn't do anything because I was frozen, but my knees came up in front of my face and I hit that bumper with my legs. My right leg was injured. It wasn't broken. It ultimately hemorrhaged underneath and swelled up really big and it took quite a while for it to recover. And I carry the scar to this day, but my legs came up in front of me. Now, I didn't ask for that. I didn't have time to think about it. I didn't have time to pray. I didn't have time to say, oh, God, save me. This all happened so fast. And I will never forget watching my legs just come up in front of me and protect my head. And I will always believe that that was some sort of divine intervention, whether you want to call it angels or spirit guides you can name it what you want, but it saved my life. So that was the first one. The next one happened when I was in my mid-twenties. And I was married, and we were living, well, we were pretty much living off of air at that point. We didn't have much. We lived in a really tiny apartment. We, could, we didn't go anywhere. It was not, it was not the greatest situation. And we had some friends invite us to go get a Christmas tree. And again, this was in Arizona. The morning we were supposed to go on this outing, my husband decided that he didn't want to go. And I was very distraught because I needed a break. I needed to get away from this tedious survival mode that we were in. And I remember walking around thinking about it, talking to him. I was even in tears. And at one point I heard a voice and the voice said, if you don't go, you will never see Dick and Judy again. Those were our friends. I talked my husband into going on this little jaunt. Dick and Judy picked us up and we got into the back of their Ford Bronco. And we drove up to the mountains in Arizona and went out and got their Christmas tree and tied it onto the top of the uh, Bronco and then we stopped and got hot chocolate. It was a very peaceful, wonderful day. And then we started back down the hill. Part of that road, well, actually back then, a lot of the roads in Arizona were divided highways, but they were just two lanes on each side. And we were going along and we got behind a white car. I think it was a white Chevy. And they had a tree wrapped up in a sheet hanging out of their trunk. And we were making kind of jokes about, you know, what else were they carrying in their trunk and, you know, were there dead bodies in there? 
just kind of having a really good relaxed time. Now, this white car was behind another car. And we thought that the white car was going to change lanes and pass them because it was on, we were on a one-way road. So Dick got up there and he got close, not too close, but he was following, waiting for this guy to pass the other person, and it didn't happen. And so Dick pulled to the left, he started to pass. And just as we got parallel with that car, the driver decided to change lanes. And I sat there and I watched this white car just come over and hit us and move us sideways. And then I was watching Dick just drive like crazy, trying to get the car under control. And then the car hit us, the white car hit us a second time. And I remember two things. I remember him driving like crazy. And I remember sort of floating out of my body thinking, okay, whatever happens, happens. The next thing that happened was the car stopped, but it was at an angle. The front of the car was tipping down. The driver, my friend Dick, is one of the most soft-spoken, gentle people I know. And he looked at his wife and he screamed, get out, get out now. And she looked at him and she jumped out. And then we threw the seat forward and I got out. And then my husband got out. And then Dick got out. And I walked over to the edge of the road and I looked and it was straight down. One wheel of that car was hanging off the edge of the road. If we hadn't been in the back seat, they would have gone over because that would, that, the Broncos were not heavy cars. Divine intervention? I listened. I said, we have to go. I need to go. I didn't know that I was going to be part of a bigger thing, but the message got to me and I talked you know, my husband into going on that trip and we all came out of it completely uninjured. Well, that's not true. We all got a little bit of whiplashy thing going. Divine intervention, angels, you can decide. But I, knew, I, I know that I felt completely safe in that moment, and I knew that whatever was going to happen was going to be okay. Okay, I need to point out that these two incidents happened before I became really focused on my spirituality. I mean, I have always had a relationship with divine God, whatever you want to call it, and I've always had strong intuition. But I, at this point, I didn't have much training in it. I didn't wasn't following a specific path. So now we fast forward to my early 40s. By now, I had been on my official spiritual path for many years because I had started when I was 25. And of course, there were lots of ups and downs, but I had done a lot more studying by this point. I don't think that's relevant, but I'm just going to throw that in there just to maybe make this more interesting. I was visiting a friend in San Francisco. We had been doing some meditation work, some healing work, and we decided to go out for something to eat. In San Francisco, of course, you walk a lot, and we were just going to walk down to the nearest uh, little place and get something to eat. And we came to an intersection, and we stood there, and we waited for the light. And when the light changed, we each took a step off of the sidewalk. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a car coming from the opposite direction Actually, it was coming from the street we were facing in the, in the intersection. And it went through the light and it turned left and headed straight for us. And I remember 
in that moment, again, I was a little bit outside my body and I thought, he'll be okay. And I was oddly at peace with that. And the next thing that happened was this car skidded to a halt, not three feet from me. There was this moment of absolute stillness. And I stood there looking at that space between me and the car. And I swear that it was, there was something solid between us. It was clear, but it just felt like there was some being, some energy between me and that car. And the window on the passenger side rolled down about four inches and the person said, are you okay? And we said yes, and they just blasted out of there. If that car hadn't stopped, I wouldn't be here doing this today. Charles would have been okay, but he probably would have been severely injured. Again, this is something that happened. I didn't have time to pray, to ask God for help. Uh, In fact, my basic reaction was to be sort of removing myself from my body and being at peace with whatever was going to happen next. I couldn't have ever imagined that. I couldn't have invented any three of these. I would could never have been able to invent um, how I felt or what was going to happen. I couldn't have foreseen them in any way, although I was given that hint with Dick and Judy that if I didn't go, that if both of us didn't go, we would never see them again. Divine intervention is something that I don't think any of us will ever really be able to explain or understand at least not objectively or scientifically. I have my own relationship with spirit. I have a relationship with what I would call spirit guides. I have a relationship with I, what I also call angels. What they really are, I don't know. I just know that this is an, a, a very specific energy that I feel a connection with, and I know takes action in my life when it is necessary. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I probably should do a podcast on the topic of spirit guides and angels just to uh, share my take on it or my experience with it. You know, I'm not going to tell anybody that they have to believe in anything. I have my own personal experiences. But what I wanted to say about this particular, these particular stories is that while I will call them divine intervention because it just wasn't time for me to go, I was protected It's also very true that the spirit guides, the angels, do not interfere in our lives. We do have to open up to them and ask, you know, ask for what we want in life. If we're just humming along with our everyday stuff, we're not going to get some angel stepping in and saying, no, you should tie your shoes a different way. That's not what it's about. I do not believe that these experiences came out of my... um, concentrated, focused spiritual work because I was 11 in one of them. And yes, I did have, I did go to church. I did have a a spiritual path in a way, but it wasn't super focused. I had just barely, barely touched the edge of it when I was 25. I was just starting to learn about it. And then when I was 42, I was deeply into it. But none of those three were things that I anticipated or prayed about. Now, I did have a general feeling that I was always protected, but again, 
It wasn't like I walked around in fear and then just, you know, kept saying, God, God, please protect me, please protect me. These were instances that simply happened and something was there, someone, something, some energy was there to keep me on this planet. And I'm very grateful for that. It was proof to me that I'm not alone. It was proof to me that there is definitely a higher energy, a higher intelligence operating in this universe, and that it is in many ways very personal. Now, we could talk about how it can be personal and impersonal, but that energy that was between me and that car that day, I felt, yeah, I could, it, I cannot describe it in words. It was like, it was sort of like there was a, a clear cube or something between me and the car. I, I just, I knew something was there, but I couldn't see it. And I also felt, I felt love. I felt this energy when this happened. Of course, in all three cases, everything happened so fast that you really can't wrap your brain around it. And at the same time, when you're in the middle of it, everything goes into slow motion, right? I'm kind of fumbling here now because I'm not sure what I'm trying to say to you. Intuition told me to tell you these three stories today. And maybe I'm being asked to remember them myself, to remember how protected and safe and connected I am too. And maybe you need to hear something uplifting. Maybe I, I'm, I'm going to stop analyzing that as well. I can say that one of the things that I learned from those three episodes is to pay more attention to what's going on around me and to listen more. And yeah, I, I get busy and I don't do that um, all the time either. But, you know, I've had little incidents and I, and, and I realize these are going to sound really tiny and insignificant. But I have had days when I was getting ready to like go to church and I was trying to put on a necklace and I kept trying to put it on and it wouldn't clasp and it wouldn't clasp and it wouldn't clasp. And then I would stop and look at it and go, well, this isn't the right necklace anyway. Tiny, right? But hey, if you're really listening and those podcasts, that podcast that I was trying to record over the last two days, when I got up this morning, it was, it was, my intuition was saying, do something completely different. Don't, don't try to do that. You've tried it twice. And I've got a feeling that this is going to resonate with you better than what I was going to talk about. Because it wasn't necessarily gloomy, but it wasn't the most cheerful thing. And there were actually two signs that I was probably on the wrong track. One of them was I was working so hard at it, I was having a really hard time recording it. And the second was I kept getting interrupted. I never get interrupted when I'm going to do a podcast. My husband's at work. The cats are asleep. Um, it's a day when I don't go into the office. I just come in here and I sit and I talk. Yet every interruption that could possibly have found its way to me did uh, over those two days. I guess what I want to leave you with today is not the message of go out and look for the big miracles, uh, the big divine interventions. Yeah, they're there and they happen spontaneously and you can't make them happen. So 
and be grateful when they come along. But when you start paying attention to the little nudges, the little things that are happening in your life, like not being able to put on a necklace or trying to, I've had artists say, I kept trying to paint it this way and I kept painting it this way. And then I spilled something and then, then, oh, that was the right color. And then it changed everything. I don't know if I want to call all of that divine intervention as much as co-creation with the invisible. Anymore, I know I am not doing any of my work alone. There's always another higher vibrational energy working with me. And it's not separate from me. It's not like, you know, there's a bunch of dudes in the background pushing my buttons. It is me joining with the higher energies whatever you want to call them. If you want to call them energies, you want to call it God, you want to call it angels, you can call it Fred. I mean, it doesn't matter what you call it. When you are working with that energy and allowing it to move in and through you, all kinds of wonderful things can happen. And sometimes they'll come out of the blue and you won't have even asked for them. Like these three stories I have told you. And not everything is a life and death matter. Mostly we tell the dramatic stories because they're the one that get our attention. If I had sat here and talked to you about, well, yeah, there's these times when I just couldn't get my necklace on and then I found out it was the wrong necklace. Or there was this time when I kept trying to draw something and it wouldn't work. And then I realized that I was using the wrong color. You'd probably go, yeah, right. And uh, what else can I go listen to? So I tell you dramatic stories to get your attention. Yet it is those small things that are the most important because everyday life is where we live. And I do believe that there are signs and guidance if we are paying attention. And yeah, there are going to be those moments when something just happens, like in my stories. But mostly, as I've said before, it's about living our lives every day and paying attention to what's going on in on those small moments, looking at what's going on. If something's not going well for you, you might want to just stop and think, okay, is this a sign? Now, I'm not talking about going, ooh, there's a woo sign out there. It's just like, is this a sign that I might be needing to do something different? It's really simple. It's not all hocus pocusy or anything. It's simply asking the question, hey, if this isn't working, what else could I do? And is, is, some, is there a message here? I don't want to call it a lesson because it's not a lesson. But is there a message here? If I keep hitting my head against the wall, all I'm really going to do is get a dented head. So what can I do differently? Maybe in the end, that's what I'm talking about. These are stories that I believe are definitely divine intervention. And that led us to talking about paying attention to the other signs that we get in this world. And I hope this has given you some sort of insight into whatever it is you need insight into, because I honestly don't know why I was led to tell these stories. But I am showing you an example of stepping out of my comfort zone and doing what my intuition tells me, because I have a feeling that this is the right thing to do at the right time. I wish you an amazing, wonderful, beautiful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you. 
deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.